You are listening to Fed by Ravens with Matt and Adam. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Adam. Welcome to day 339 and 340 of Fed by Ravens, where we're going through the entirety of the story of scriptures, the Holy Bible, chapter by chapter, talking it through. Yes. It is funny, though, looking at the dates and saying the day every 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 episode. <laughs> it's like, at this point, it does kind of feel like we're serving a sentence and we've been counting down the days. <laughs> we're on day 340. Parole is up on 365. <laughs> but it's not like that at all. I've been loving it, actually. And yes. This is... Honestly, this is one of the greatest years of my life. <laughs> I think so. I'm so glad we had the audacity to even try this, and I can't. I'm more the impressed. Audacity by, by God's faithfulness that we are this far. There, Just don't trip. There was a solid moment where we were like, I think we're done. <laughs> Remember, like at the beginning last year, I'm saying last year we went on a trip together, like in February, and we came back with like four episodes oh, no, 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 to record this year. It was, all happened this year. I know, year. but it was like almost a year ago. Yes. Early in, on in where February I was like, this was a sweet... this year. This was a sweet dream, Matt, but uh, <laughs> we're so far behind. But that's how it goes. The ebb and flows, you know? Yeah. All right. All right. Let's, where are we in the OT? Our Old Testament reading for today is Daniel chapter 11, verse 36 through chapter 12 in Haggai, the whole book. Nice to meet you, Haggai. We're going to be burning through some books today. Not burning books. Burning through. Through. Great. I can't wait. Let's get to it. Let's see if we can do this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like as soon as you consider what we're talking about, it's so laden with volumes are written about Clear your schedules, everyone. We're about to spend 12 hours in the last chapter and a half of Daniel. I hope you filled up your tank of gas because you're going to put in a sweet 300 miles today. Just don't get out of the car. Drive out to the airport and do the loop. If you're jogging, (laughs) do a marathon. No, we'll get through it. I mean, I think we can get through it pretty fast because, again, we're just following the narrative of the story. Thank you, Lord, for that bit of wisdom 340 days ago. We kind of ended in... Kind of in the middle of the uh, yeah. angel talking to Daniel, right? Giving him very specific details of the wars between uh, Greece and Egypt, um, Persia and, and Syria. Syria. Yeah, yeah, and like how these how these kings are going to interact with each other for the next several hundred years. Right. So we kind of hit that last show. Yep. And it, so chapter eleven emphasizes that, and I think it kind of ends with saying, look, suffering will only be for an appointed time yeah. by the Lord. Yes. Because the Lord is God over the earth, and that includes all the kings and all the kingdoms and all people with power. Praise God. That yeah. is comforting, especially after serving your 70 years almost in in exile. Um, and we have the same feelings in our lives. We are in a type of exile right now where the world is not perfect. We're surrounded by violence and death and power-hungry leaders. But it's all for an appointed time. Cool. So, chapter 12. It should get easier, right? <clears throat> it does a little bit. Well, at, chap- felt- at chapter 12, he, the angel's still speaking, I realize. I'm like, oh, yes. man, he's continuing on. And at this point, he's now... It kind of seems like he's jumping to the end, mm-hmm. the very end of all of our stories. Yes, he's... Now, he does legitimately go to the end of time. Like... Mm-hmm. So you're going to be enmeshed in world history mm-hmm. for the next 500 years. But there's also uh, 
an undisclosed end time. That mm-hmm. there will be an end. Yes. And it's easy to think, oh well, God. Like it's. I don't know why it's easy to think that like the second coming might just be a story. It's not real. But if that's true, then there's no end to our suffering or until the sun just right. explodes and we expire the earth or something. And so even outside of God, people have stories about the end. Right. And they've always created those stories because there is a sense that there's an expiration on created things that are sinful. And that's because there is. Mm-hmm. That God's going to make it all right. And so the angel then starts to talk about some realities. And right off the bat, you realize... Man, there's angels. Yeah. Michael is the prince of these <clears throat> angels. Mm-hmm. Like, and he is battling, and you get the impression he's battling up until the end. Yes. And at the end, you'll be delivered, and at the end, there'll be a book. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, and, and, and there'll like, be resurrection. The first verse, it talks about that of yeah. like, whoever's name is found written in the book will come awake and have everlasting life. I, I, I just think the idea of a book, I used to be like, why does it got to be a book? But it is like adoption. Like, mm-hmm. it's a legal process. And so the judge and the courthouse, they all have the papers. Mm-hmm. You are a Fitzpatrick. I am a Barcott. And it's all official. You get your birth certificate, which I think is baptism, is where God does it. Um, and then resurrection, like there'll be judgment to life or judgment to, to death. death. Yeah. So even though you've died... There's an eternal life for everyone. It's, it's eternal separation from God or eternal life with God. And then he says something that I realize Paul quotes. in I think it's Ephesians or, or Philippians where he talks about us being shining stars. Shine like the stars. <clears throat> I think it's Ephesians. Ephesians. And so uh, the angel has this to the angel has this to Daniel. And now I'm thinking, you know, uh, some of the letters Paul wrote, like in Colossians, with the birth of new kind of Christianity, mm-hmm. people were looking to angelic, like, let's yes. worship the angels. And yes. now I'm realizing why. We didn't even realize that these chapters are written by an angel. Like, the mm-hmm. angels do, like, there's, there's things that have been said. They speak and they strengthen and they defend us. And, and they so do have roles. And The temptation would be to, mm-hmm. I, mean, I just use the words of Moses. I just use mm-hmm. the words of the angels in the book. You, that's mm-hmm. something you could go through and just yeah. use. Or use the words of Paul. And it's like, no. We use all of it, but we use the words of Jesus, and he authenticates all this, and blah, blah, blah. So that's hope. There's an end. Now the good question comes. The question that all of us have when confronted with the angelic voice, how long for these things? Like, what's the deal, though? When's this going to happen? And it's a legit question, Mm -hmm. because he told Jeremiah, 70 years in exile. Right. And so... There's two angels actually asking these questions and answering. Oh, so it's not Daniel asking. It's not Daniel asking. Oh, cool. So it's an angel asking, how long shall it be to the end of these wonders? So God even asked the good question. Angels asked the good question. And then the other angel says, uh, a time, times, and time and a half. So, again, that is symbolically seven. Half of seven. Is it time, time, and time Time, times, and a half time, which... It's seven. It's three times. Time, I know. Times. Yeah, because the times, the second times is plural. Don't worry about it. I thought it it's was seven. symbolic. It's a perfect half. Time, times, and a half. <clears throat> I don't know. Anyway, there's something there. The idea, though, is there's a time of chaos is what I got. Yes. And it'll be complete, but it'll have an end. <clears throat> he goes on. He says, I don't understand. 
again, another great question. And if these are the angels speaking, which you just helped me to grasp, mm-hmm. they don't know everything. No. They're learning. Yeah. So the angels rejoice at Christ's birth. They're, yeah. they're learning and going, whoa. They're, yes. But he goes, I don't understand. I think Daniel does say, I don't understand, right? Daniel says, I don't understand. Which is a great question, because it's hard to understand these things. Mm-hmm. I don't. We don't fully understand. We just know the basics, which are there will be an appointed end. And that's why he says, it's another great favorite verse of mine. I don't understand, Lord. Go your way. Yes. He says, go your way. Like, go do, be who you're called to be right now, oh loved man. Fear not. Peace be with you. Be strong and of good courage. Just go your way. You know, you basically you know enough. Many will be saved and many will not <clears throat> because they will not understand um, or receive these things. Yeah, and so, again, when we get into this stuff, just remember the words of the angel, which is, go your own way. These things have been sealed up. You don't have to worry about it. Some people may understand it when they start to un- come together, or we may not, but it's okay. But the thing that you need to walk away from is God is in control. Right. And it is like... He knows what he's doing. There Jesus, is a plan. That's why Jesus loves the little children. Like... Little children don't know the plans. Just get in the car. We're going, what are we doing after that? What are we mm-hmm. doing? It's, like, it's okay. Focus on your calling. Uh, at the end of it, too, he describes kind of future events that we can nail down to Antiochus, to the Romans, and then the Antichrist last days. So like all the things in history, the big moments kind of are symbolic or yeah. pictures of, yeah, this happens on this world. This mm-hmm. happens like every nation has come to its end and new nations have risen up. That's just the flow of this world. So why wouldn't God, why would it be different when God has to purify the earth and set up his boundaries, which are the whole world? Mm -hmm. All right, destruction, desolation, antichrist. Go your own way, guys. Cool. Daniel. Thanks, Daniel. (laughs) Daniel. So there's hope in exile. That's what I get. Yeah. Now, let's go to Haggai. Yeah, so, okay. <clears throat> New book, Haggai. I yeah. love this guy. He has a little friend. Haggai, I love this guy. Haggai, I love this guy. There you go. Cool. So Haggai is a prophet that's called to um, prophesy to the people who have just returned to Jerusalem. Yes. So uh, Cyrus Decrees says, all right, you guys, like, the thing that God prophesied through Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Daniel has happened. Finally happened. Cyrus says, you guys can go back. You can rebuild your city, Jerusalem, and you can rebuild the temple. On I will, I will foot the bill. Right. And uh, so they go back. They set up a whole system, a government. They have their high priest. They have a governor. And what do they not do? Right. Build a temple. So... It's, it's, so Haggai comes along. So, okay, the temple is destroyed in 587 B.C. Mm-hmm. So we're going backward as we gain more years. 520 is when Haggai shows up. Mm-hmm. So it's been a solid, I can't do the math real quick, but 60 years or so. Yeah. And yeah, and everybody has just been so excited about going back to their land. They're just trying to survive. So the picture here is uh, they're trying to get rich. They're trying to build their own houses Mm -hmm. and all this stuff, but they run into a problem, and that's what Haggai brings up. Look, and it's the problem we have in our world. I thought it was so, like, appropriate. 
he has this great line like, you're just never satisfied. You keep filling up your bag, <clears> but it's like your bag has holes in it. Yeah. You go for 50 measures of wine, but there's only 20 left. You grow this, but you don't get enough. Like, you never get enough. And that's because I'm trying to push you back to remember why we're here. Mm-hmm. To build the temple. Remember who provides for you. Remember who provides for you. This is, so, Tehegiah is all about God's, God's priority. Mm-hmm. And he's, Hegei is sent to say, hey, remember why this land is important and why God brought you through the exile to this land. So he can be your God, you can be your people, and we can say the Lord is there. Yeah, so like a quick kind of overview of Haggai is he he only like operates for like a couple months. I had three months is what yeah. I found, yeah. And he, um, he brings the law of God mm-hmm. to the people, to uh, Zerubbabel, who's the governor, and Joshua, who's the priest, right. the high priest. And he brings the law, says, I don't know why you guys haven't built the temple, yeah. You've forgotten why you've come back here. You've forgotten who your God is. I mean, it's been 60 years. <clears throat> yes. And and they've been there for, they've been in Jerusalem for a little while now. And they've not started work at all. And But what happens, though, is the people hear it, they receive it, and they, beget, they get to work. Oh, they've been it, there for 18 years. Yeah. Sorry. It jump starts the work on the temple. Yeah. The law crushes them appropriately. They start working. And then... Haggai applies the gospel, which is the Lord says he's with you. Oh, good. God loves you. He's with you in this. And then he even in chapter two starts to say, I know you guys are looking at this going, this, I, we kind of heard stories or some of us are old enough to have seen what the original temple looked like. And this is not even close. He's like, but don't worry. Forget about that. The Lord's with you in this. And there will come a day where the Lord will make this his temple greater than it will surpass the glory of Solomon's temple. This is one of those books that it's hard to figure out. What does this have to do with me? When you're reading the Bible to just get answers mm-hmm. for yourself, no one goes to Haggai. No. But it is so poignant. Yes. Because the question is, like, where does the word of God need attention in your life? Right. So like the temple, the place where God speaks he allows us. He gave, he gave them 18 years <clears throat> before sending Haggai. Mm-hmm. Like, God's not trying to make you go broke or anything, but when you recognize, my life isn't really satisfying, I'm not quite getting there. Yes. All that is there not to, it's not a game mm-hmm. where it's like, oh God, what am I doing wrong to bless me? He's like, no, no, no. You're just living apart from me. You need to set up places in your life of worship. You need to set up a place where God can speak. Mm-hmm. And when you start to do that, he'll... The fear of, oh, we're going to starve because we're not working, and now we're going to have to work on the temple, or like the fear when we talk about tithing. Right. It's like, what about my bills? <clears throat> what about this? This is exactly what it is. So like if you don't tithe, I can confidently tell you, as you start to move in that direction, you'll see that cars, God takes care of your cars. God mm-hmm. takes care of the acts. Like he can, you cannot outgive God. And especially when you're trying to build his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Um, I think of Jesus when he says... Uh, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. And all these things are food. What shall we wear? What shall we eat? Where shall we live? And God's like, yeah, seek ye first my kingdom, and I take care of all that because yes. I, my kingdom is over all that. And that's what Haggai's whole mission is here, is here. And the promise we get when we start to move, we get energy, and we get the promise that because God says, hey, I'm with you. 
says, I'm with you. And then he even says, he like respells out like, do you remember before you started working, it was like you guys never had enough? Yes. We never had that. enough. Right. Well, f- from the moment, from this day on, now that you've started to engage me and look to me for uh, provision, from this day on, I will bless you. I'll be with you. I'll give you my spirit. I'll give you peace. I'm going to bless all these things. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he says, I'm going to shake the whole earth. I'm going to overthrow all kingdoms, and you're going to be my signet ring. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to be the thing that is my <clears throat> authority over all kingdoms. I know it's impossible for you to see that because you're dealing with the ruins, but keep doing one brick at a time. Even though you can't see the growth, every time you go to the gym, if you go once a week, then you start going two times, it all adds up, right? Yes. We understand that. The same thing in your spiritual life. God is in control, so get to work. Do the little things that he's called you to do because you cannot outgive God, especially when you're about his kingdom. Haggai. Thanks, Haggai. Haggai, what a great guy. I hate to say goodbye. Goodbye. That was an artistic piece, but Good. we're done with Haggai. All right. What a great book. <clears throat> I like it, man. A preacher who gets in and gets out. Speaking of short books, let's finish our New Testament readings. Our New Testament readings for today is 1 John chapter 5 and 2 John chapter 1, or just the entire book. Letter. Wow. Reading... The books of uh, first, second, third John, back to back to back. They should definitely be right after the Gospels of John. Uh, It'd yeah. be helpful because yeah. you see the themes from the book, the Gospel of John, in these little loving, pastoral, fatherly letters. And if you remember mm. from the days before, I mean, this is there's just a basic theme. People, he's fighting against the need for uh, that you're saved by good works or that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like you, basically the the theological threat is there's no way God came in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Now Jesus might be a ghost, he might be all spirit or he's just a good dude for an example, so follow him or he's a spirit. Yeah. Like that's the the threats of all this and so John is like, no, we confess and we believe that God came to earth. Jesus is all human, all divine. He dies on the cross. He re- and he reiterates the gospel. So he begins chapter five with, hey, by the way, we are overcomers of the real world champions. Yeah, well... Do you believe it? So, again, he gets very clear, and I, I, I would always miss this mm-hmm. when reading this, because every time you read, when out of context, every time you read this stuff, yeah. he's like, I feel like he's contradicting himself. Right. But when you don't have like the two arguments he's fighting against and just trying to settle on, we only do what we can do through Christ. And so the idea of everyone who believes in Jesus Christ has been born of God. I know. Do you believe in Jesus? Yes. Awesome. Good. You're born of God. And if you're born of God, you love everyone else who's been born of God. So how do you love people? Because this whole call to everything has been, you need to love your brother. Right. If you're of God, you love your brother. Well, how do I love my brother? Because I feel like I don't all the time. And... And this is why he says, don't let the world... The world's definition of love is you feed and clothe everybody. Yeah. Yeah, we fail at that. Even the world fails at that. Our definition of love is you give them a bread that never runs out, the gospel. You say, okay, so I love in chapter 5, verse 2, he says, by this, we know that we love the children of God. By what? How do we know? 
when we love God and obey his commandments. Mm -hmm. Do you love God? Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, you want to finish that thought? Because I have, I wrote down a little flow. Okay. You want a flow? So, because John is obsessed with us knowing this intimate Mm -hmm. knowledge, because this is where it goes from repentance. So, repentance is great. You see your sin. But you need to move from repentance to faith, right? Yes. Now you rest in the work of Christ. Yes. So if you live in repentance, you're miserable and you're angry. Mm-hmm. And you have to move then to faith where you rest. So he goes, we know because Christ has come, the Spirit is given, and God has promised and acted. And now we let him and and now we love him and his people. Mm-hmm. And so you overcome the world. Here is your victory. He even says, here's the victory that you have. It's the biggest baddest, most powerful F-word on the planet. Faith. Your faith is a gift because, and he goes, see, this is where you rest in this knowledge. Your faith is founded, he, this water and blood line. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. This is where your faith is founded because <clears throat> the mm-hmm. question is like, how do I know I have faith? Well, he says, this is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies because the Spirit is truth. For the three that testify, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree. And it goes on. I just want to read the whole thing now. Oh, man. But yeah. it ends up like whoever believes. So just to break down very quickly. Yeah. What's the water and the blood? What's the water and the blood? Well, I'm glad you asked. Thanks. It's a lot like people have tried to go. It's like birth. You're born of water and blood. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. right. That's a good instinct, good. I would say. And I believe your faith is founded on baptism. Yes. Water. Water of Noah's Ark mm-hmm. that cleansed the earth, water of the Jordan, water of blah, blah, blah. It's your birth in water, but not the water alone. Right, not the water alone. And the blood of Christ, which we have now, corresponds to the Lord's Supper. And the Spirit testifies, check, the baptism and the blood of Christ. They're all testified. And so as we confess and believe in these, guess who testifies to us and valid? I, I want to call today's show God Validates. Oh, okay. Validate your parking? Yeah. What John is saying is, you know because God has validated these things. Here's how he's validated. His testimony, he even says, the testimony of God is greater than the testimony of the world. So rest in God's testimony. Mm -hmm. God acts in baptism. He initiated it. It's where he says, I love you. You're my child. You are my son with whom I am well pleased. Then he says in the Lord's Supper, here is my son. Become one with him. Mm -hmm. Eat him, his body, drink his blood. You are forgiven. If you do not eat my body or drink my blood, you have no part with me. That was a hard saying, and many people left. Yes. And then he says, do you want to leave too, Peter? And Peter says what I say all the time. Lord, uh, uh, where else would I go? You have the words of life. Mm -hmm. I don't understand these things, but I'm sticking with you. (laughs) Which, guess what, is a perfect example of faith by a dude who later denies Christ. Right. Because he's trusting in Christ and where Christ has validated and shown himself. And Christ has given these things. And this is what John is saying. God has given us these things as testimony to what he's doing in us. He's not looking for a testimony of other people of how good you are. Right, exactly. So it's not our righteousness. It's not our sinfulness. It is all about Christ. Right. Whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. The Spirit gives testimony to you. Yeah. Well, that's where it's the Spirit, the Word. I had to go back to the end of the Gospel of John where he says... Uh, he has a great line at the very end where it's like, 
I've been I've been a witness to these things. I've written them down mm-hmm. I, so that you might know that this testimony is true. And then you see that carried out in the end of First John, and and at that and in the Gospel of John, he's saying you have the testimony of the apostles, the life of Jesus, the work of Spirit of the Spirit. You have all these things. Mm-hmm. You have, and he ends this book with, you have eternal life. You have ever heard. So you ask God. Ask God to save people. Ask God and know that you're heard. Like, know that you're heard and that you right. can go before the thrones of God without being destroyed. And then I do, like... The sin that leads to death. Yeah, so yes. at the very end, there is kind of, like, if... To if freak you quick, out if the you, legalist. If you quickly read, you're like, ah! Yeah, it's very <laughs> You're like, wait, why is he coding the message? But the message isn't really that coded. No. Um, he says, because he does say, if anyone sees his brother committing a sin not leading to death, he shall ask, and God will give him life. And So like we can pray for each other. So here's the idea, is one of the quick ways, the best way that we can love one another. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we're supposed to do. Now that we are of God, we are children of God, we need to love the other children of God. And the way we love them is when someone has sinned, when a, another Christian sins against you, and they ask for forgiveness, you can... Ask God to forgive them, and God will forgive them yeah, and lead you, them into life. You can announce God's forgiveness on them. Yes. Also, I think there's people who haven't asked for forgiveness. You can forgive them. Mm-hmm. And part of that forgiveness is saying, God, I forgive them for hurting my feelings or taking right. something from me. Right. Will you replace it, Lord? Yes, I will. And then will you bless them, give them? I pray that they would meet you, Lord, because in you, you have all the provisions. They don't need to steal from me anymore. Right. Would you bless them? Those are ways in which we can love our brothers without confrontate, like without right. even getting weird about it. And then the sin that leads to death yes. is just blatant refusal to repent of sin. Like, you know it's wrong, but you just don't care. That sounds like me in some areas, Matt. <laughs> I'm scared. Um, if you're scared, cry out to God. I do. Good. He hears you, and you are forgiven. I am? Yes. Thank you. But if you are just straight up like, I don't care, that's just who yeah. I am. Right. Do not be confident in that. You yes. are leading to, that's leading you into death. So, because there's three sections in scripture that talk about this unpardonable sin. Yes. One is to the Pharisees and has to do with the denial of the Holy Spirit. You refuse right. the work of the Spirit. Or well, you confuse the work of the Holy Spirit with the devil. Right. And so you see a miracle of Jesus and you call it from the devil. The other one is in Hebrews where it's like, you've been baptized, you've eaten of the Lord's Supper. See, all these are used in relation to the testimony God has given us. The spirit, the sacraments, and now we get to his son. Ooh, three S's. The spirit, the sacrament, and his son. And so John is specifically going, here's another angle of the unpardonable sin. Mm -hmm. You reject his son was in the flesh and in the spirit. Mm -hmm. You, You reject and you continue to reject. Now, we've known people who have been so concerned about their salvation and we've comforted them. You know exactly who I'm talking about. There's like one person in particular okay, from our going. past. And, uh, and the comfort is, if you're worried about being saved, right. you are. Yeah. People who have committed the unpardonable sin don't care. <laughs> they don't they care. aren't bothered. It's like yeah. how I think about a horse race. I don't know and I don't care. Right. Do they still ho- race horses? The Kentucky Whatty? I don't care. <laughs> it just doesn't bother me at all. That's the issue. Yes. And then you see at the end, John is the perfect example 
of what he's been preaching, of receiving love of God by the testimony of God, and then praying for his brothers and sisters in the church. Yeah. He ends with a great line, or is that the, oh no, that's the next one where it's like, oh yeah, keep yourself from idols. So he ends at the end like, all this comes around. You got to keep yourself from false teaching about Jesus and from idols and live in this love of God. Know, know that you're saved, not by your works or your lack of works. Don't feel assurance of your damnation of your salvation by anything you do. Look to Christ, mm-hmm. say, Christ have mercy, and then rest. That's repentance. And then rest in Christ has had mercy, and there's plenty of testimony. Right. So Man, I can't. Know. I, God validates. I want to keep talking about this. I so know. let's keep talking about this. Let's in go. Second John. Second John. Which we just keep on trucking with the same theme. No, he's so clear. Truth and love. Well, I just love, he goes, uh, the, he starts off by writing to the elder, the elder, he is the, the elder, elder. Yes. To the elect lady and her church, children, which is. The church. The church. The elect lady. I'm going to start calling church. Hey, you guys coming to the elect lady tomorrow? <laughs> Are you a part of the... What, what elect lady do you go to? It's so great, though. It's the bride of Christ. And mm-hmm. so, again, he starts off with love and grace. And he's like, keep loving, keep believing. Jesus has come in the flesh. Yes. And then he has a throwback to one of his great chapters in his gospel. The word, the key word is, the password is, abide. Yes. I don't know how password is played, I forget. But abide in Christ. That's what he's saying here. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, is there anything else? And so he answers the question, how do you abide? What is abiding? And abiding is reasserting you have two commandments, love God and love your neighbor. neighbor. And those are two things that you cannot do. <laughs> you desperately fail at yes. and you will struggle at the rest of your yeah. life. So what do I do? Well, then you abide in the Son of God who came and died and rose again for you. Right? Yeah. How do you abide? You just stay near it. Right. Abide. So live with it. You, you call out to him. It's the same message. Yes. We're, everything, all our good works, everything that saves us, it all comes from Christ. So then the question is, if you're a good pietist like I, I was and still struggle with being, well, then will my life, well, can I just keep doing bad things? No. And then I'll just keep doing bad things, man. No. Right. That's not abiding. <laughs> right. That's, and that's the old, well, if I hang out with, if I hang out with a, uh, mm-hmm. a really bad dude, I'll start acting like it. If you're hanging out and abiding with Christ, fear not. You'll start acting like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, there you go. And then uh, I guess the only other thing I want to say about it is I just really, I, I like his love for this little church. Yeah. He's just I can't wait to see you face to face. Um. You're the body and bride of Christ. I love you. So abide in God's teachings, his coming in Jesus Christ. Abide in sister churches that your joy may be complete. So like, why do I go to church? What, that your joy may be complete. Mm-hmm. Oh, which is another. If you want to get practical and beat yourself up, go to church. That would be abiding. Yeah. Be around the be word Be around of God. the things that God cares about. But all our little fed by Ravenites, you're already doing that. So God bless you. May your joy be complete. Thanks, John. Man. We got we got John. We just we just finished our fifty sixth book. Wow. We have ten books left. Ten books left. I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. Whoa. I'm about to lose control, Matt, and I think I like it. Okay. Well then, let's go to our psalm reading for today. Our psalm reading for today is chapter one thirty nine, verses one through ten. (laughs) 
a pensive note. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. Boom! You've just been fed by ravens. Go in peace and serve the Lord. We'll talk to you next time.